0: Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renew Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami.
1: The Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the New England Patriots today. I'm calling it, I'm prophesying it. So, there we have it. But Miami sports fans, we struggle a little bit. Well, I struggle. I struggle in real life. And something that I struggle with is when I'm stressed or something, I don't usually make the most healthy. Like, there's days where I know I shouldn't, but it's a battle. And I'm hungry, but I'm stressed. And, yeah, but, you know, the McRib is only, like, for a certain amount of time. You can still have it tomorrow. That never happens, ever. Ever. And so when I cave into that lie and I end up, ha- I usually feel pretty bad about it. Like I feel horrible physically and I feel bad and it usually affects my mood. I go into like a God and I'm like, God, why do I, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel so down? And God's always supposed to eat the McDonald's for the second time that day. And now you're, why did you allow me to go to Chick-fil-A? That's what we got in heaven. And so we... We have this thing where it's like, well, now you guys are like, man, this guy has a lot of struggles. Why is he up here preaching? But sometimes I qualify myself, and if I focus on that, like it really affects husband. It affects the way that I that I do my job. It affects the way that I am with the people around me. So it's it's. And the truth is that God loves me with all my faults. Like I have to stop and look back and say, wow. Like, God has taken me so far along. I've come so far. Like, thank God I'm not the person that I used to be, that I can be happy and joyful that God is doing something now and that he's going to continue to do something for me. Like, that's the truth that I need to focus on when I make a little mistake like that. But we all struggle. All of us. We have something that, that we're dealing with, something that we battle, something that when we're stressed or or we're just not feeling right, something that we go to. It's something that we either delight in or not delight or overindulge in, but it's something that, that keeps us down. And so maybe for you, it's, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's food. But sometimes we, we, we put these things as like physical things that people deal with, but sometimes it could be a, a personality trait that comes out in these hard times. So like maybe you suffer with being prideful or selfishness, or sexual abuse, or porn, or social media, or laziness. For some of us, it's gossip. Who knew el chisme isn't a good way to deal with things? Who knew that? You see, and all these things can be, they can be tempted. They could come our way at, at the most random times. But they love to pop up right in the middle of a trial. Like when things are getting tough, like when you're in a stressful situation, you, you, you feel like you have no way out. You're really, you feel crunched in, these things start to pop up. These old things, these old habits. And what they are is these things that we struggle with, they're just bad coping mechanisms. They're things that, that, that have formed from our past. They're things that we might have done or delighted in in a time of our life when we didn't even know that they were bad. And so when we feel that pressure, when we're in a spot, when we're in a hard spot in our life, these things will pop up as a resolution to that hard spot. But here's the truth is that those things don't help us deal with our trial. Like, those things aren't going to be the thing that help you get out of the difficult situation. All that those things are going to do is just going to put you deeper in that situation. You see, what we need when we're in a trial is not for those coping mechanisms. We don't need the drugs. We don't need the alcohol. We don't need el chisme. We don't need any of that stuff. What we need is Jesus, Like, that's where the freedom is. The freedom is in Jesus, not in those things. And so, when we focus on the lie, right? Like, and and I think first we have to ask ourselves the question, like, what is it that we're focusing on? When you're going through something, when you're in your walk, like, what, what is it that you're focusing on? Are you focusing on the lie? Or are you focusing on the truth? Like, only you can decide that. And we have to choose that. God can't make that decision for us. These things are out there, the truth and the lie, but it's up to us to make that decision what we're going to invest into. And so when when I talk about when I talk about focusing on Jesus, when we focus on the lie, we have to understand that we're blocking ourselves from receiving the freedom and the blessings that come from Jesus Christ. Jesus can't bless you if you're not paying attention to him. If, and what I mean by focusing on Jesus is I'm talking about relationship with Jesus. Like I'm talking about getting to know him, not just saying, yeah, I believe. I believe in a guy who died on a cross and rose, but like that's it. That's all I know about him. Like I'm talking about being in relationship with Jesus Christ. And when we choose these, these bad coping mechanisms, like I said, all you do is get further away from the freedom that comes with Jesus Christ. You see, because a relationship with Jesus is real life. Like Like, that is true life is a relationship with Jesus. Everything else is just a lie. It's just death. So Jesus said in the Bible, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like, let's just think about that for a second. Jesus Christ, God in human form. The person who died on the cross for our sins, like our Savior, our everything. Without Jesus, we're not here in church. Like, without Jesus, we don't, our our eternity isn't secured. Like, it's important. The things that he says are very important. It's life and death. So Jesus Christ said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, meaning that without Jesus, there is no way, there is no truth, and there is no life. That's what we have to understand. And Jesus is life. Not the addiction. Not the bad attitude. Not that hurtful relationship. Like, not not being on social media for hours and hours and hours and hours. Like, not the unhealthy attitude. That is not life. Jesus is life. Jesus is real life. And if you're not in a serious relationship with Jesus, then you're not living real life. You're just, you're living in a lie. There's nothing that's going to profit from that. And so if you're not in this relationship, in a serious relationship, if you're not breaking up with these addictions and turning around from them, because that's what it is. We're, we're We're in relationship. We're either in relationship with our sinful habits or in relationship with Jesus. And whichever one that you invest the most time into that's going to declare your freedom. That's it right there. And if you're not in this relationship with Jesus, if you're ignoring it, then you're just wandering. Just wandering in the desert. Nothing in sight. And so this morning, we're going to get into the word. So if you have a Bible, you can open up to Exodus 14, um, verses 10 through 14. And it says, And when Pharaoh drew near... The children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Next one, Josh. Not for me. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And so... What we're seeing is, let me just give you like a little bit of a backstory of what's going on in Exodus. So the Israelites are God's chosen people. This is in the Old Testament, right? And so they're God's chosen people. And God has freed them from slavery from the Egyptians. They've been in slavery for many, 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 many years. And now God has finally freed them from slavery. And they're on a journey to the promised land. The promised land is this like... It's like, it's almost like a heaven on earth, right? Like it's abundant resources. Like they're going to be free. They're going to have everything that they've ever wanted in this promised land. It's a place where God has promised them. And they're now on the journey to there. They have to walk there. They have to get there. And so on the way to the promised land, on their journey in the wilderness, the Egyptians decide to change their mind. And they decide to come back after the Israelites. They want to come back to enslave them. And now imagine, imagine being the Israelites in this, in this circumstance right now. Like God just freed you, right? So you're like, oh, my God, thank you, God. Yes, Lord, you're so good. Hallelujah. Like, thank you, God. And now you look back and you see the Egyptians, the same people who held you in slavery, coming after you. And they look ahead of them and they see nothing but the Red Sea. It's just a body of water. That's all that's, that's between them and the Egyptians. So now, so now, they're like, their mind changes. It went from, thank you, God. You're so good. Hallelujah. Thank you for freeing me. To, why the heck did you free me? Like, what was that for? You freed me only so that these people can come back and enslave us or worse, kill us? Like, what? what were you thinking God you put us here to die like and you saw it there in the verses like some of them were like we would have rather just stayed over there like we don't want to die over here if we knew that that we were going to come out here and just be stuck between a body of water and the people coming to kill us we would have just stayed in slavery and think about that the God of the universe freed them from slavery miraculously And now they're saying, no, we'd rather rather be slaves again. That's insane. But we do this, guys. We do this. We think that sometimes these situations that we get into are impossible to get out of. So, like like, some of the Israelites in this moment, they're like, this is impossible. Like, God, you put us in an impossible situation. Why would you do that? But... We keep reading, we see what happens. So let's go to Exodus 14, verses 15 through 16. And it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And then go to 21 to 22. Then Moses stretched out his hand Over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind, and all that night, and made the sea into dry land. And the waters were divided, so the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So, what happened? God made a way, right? They're in this spot, they think it's impossible, they're like, God, why? What are you doing? Do you even know what you're doing, God? But You see, we, we can't put God in a box. That's what the Israelites, that's what some of the Israelites were doing. They were putting God in a box, right? They were saying, God, the, from, based on how I see this thing in my human mind, and we're talking to God, the God who created the universe, the God who created us, the God who created creation, right? And they're like, listen, my human mind says that this is impossible. So This isn't going to happen. And we put God in that box, and then we start focusing on the lies, right? This isn't going to happen. We should go back to slavery. We should go back to this. We should go back to that. We can't put God in a box. This is the God who who can open up a sea, Like, he he can create a way when when there is no way. That's something that our our natural minds can't perceive. But we can't think in the natural mind. We We can't think with, like, our fleshly thoughts because there's no freedom there when we do that we're just enslaving ourselves that's all that we're doing and so god made a way and so the israelites like how how do they relate to us right how what's the what's the similarity here the israelites were freed slaves from egypt right we as believers are freed slaves from sin that's the parallel. And who knew that if you call yourself a believer, that God is going to want to test your faith. It's not just like this all-you-can-eat buffet where you walk in, you got nothing to worry about, and you can just sit back and, and not have to do anything. Like God is going to test your faith. It's a part of the walk. And so we've all been there, right? We've all been in a situation where, where there's no way out. There's, there's so much stress. There's, there's these things popping up. There's, you're, you're, you're stuck. You're stuck. Whether it's you're, you're praying for somebody, you want deliverance for that person, or you lost your job, or you're just dealing with, with, with one of your children who's just not, just not getting it, whatever that is. We've been in a situation where it seems like, God, what? Like, what, what, else, what else am I to do? What's the way out? Like, I'm, I'm, what am I to do? And these situations can bring us back into our old habits. And sometimes, like the Israelites, we've experienced some freedom, right? Like God has delivered us for some things. We, we feel free from some things. But then we feel like we're just out there in the desert waiting for something to come, come and get us back. You feel that thing creeping back. And you start to you feel abandoned. You feel like God left you. You start to doubt. That's what some of the Israelites were doing. They were out here. Like, like I said, they, they, were, they were in slavery. They got that freedom. And now they, they see the thing that, that brought them so much pain and anguish coming back after them. And they see the Red Sea, but because they weren't focusing on the truth, who God is, like God's promises for them. If he delivered them once, he's going to deliver them again. Like that's the truth. And we do that sometimes. Like we see God deliver us. We see God provide for us in ways that it's like he opened the Red Sea. Like it was, it was impossible, and he made it possible. But we stay in, 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 this, in this middle ground where we're like, yeah, like I, I know you did the impossible before, but you, I just don't think you can do the impossible now. And that's ridiculous. Like, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the lie? Or are you focusing on the truth? And so when we're in these situations, we have to understand that our result or the freedom or the blessings that we get are dictated on our response to these things. And so you can be like some of those Israelites who, by the way, like... They, they, thank God for Moses and his faith for opening the Red Sea because if not, like, they would have been slaves again. Like, they would have been back there. And so, you could, when we're in these situations, when we're in these trials, in these, in these, in these stressful situations, these life or death situations, we can either respond like some of those Israelites who are like, wow, thank you, God, <laughs> Like, I'm done. I'm screwed. Nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to, I should just go back and stay there. I should just go back and stay in my own sin. I should just go back. Like, wh- why am I even here? Wh- why did I even answer this call if I'm just going to be out here left to die? And so you can respond like that. Or you can respond like, you know what, God? You've done it before. And I, I, I know I know how this looks. My mind Everything about me, my human self is telling me, abandon ship. Like, this is not it. It's not going to happen. Everything in my flesh is, is the alarms are going off. But, God, I know who you are. Like, God, I've seen you work. I've seen you move. And you can stand firm in the midst of anything. There's a red sea in front of you. You're like, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know that you're going to do it. You can rest in that. You can, you can sit in that. You don't have to start making these stories. You don't have to start saying, well, I guess I just got to go back or I should just do this to ease my pain. No, no, no. You can sit there and have faith and trust that God is going to do the impossible because he's done it before. Why wouldn't he do it again? What are you focusing on? Like, what are you focusing on? And so basically what we need to choose is faith. We need to choose faith. Now, what, what is faith, right? Like, I'm talking about it, but what is it? Let's go to Hebrews 11, chapter 1, or verse 1, I'm sorry. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see. So you're not always going to see the result. That's what faith is, is, is you know that God's going to make a way. You know that it's going to be okay, but you don't see it. We're not supposed to see it. That's what, that's what faith is. This is a biblical definition of faith. This isn't like some secular, like, yeah, you just got to have faith, like some George Michael song. That's what faith is, is not seeing it, but knowing that it's going to be, it's going to be okay, it's going to happen. That's what it is. That's what faith is. So when you don't see it, you can have faith in knowing that God is going to make it happen that's what faith is. And so, if you call yourself a person of faith, God's going to want to see that in action. You can't just say it and not do anything about it. You can't just say it for the gram. Like you can't just say it just to say it. You got to show it in action. You have to show that faith. You have to live that faith. And it's it's not easy. But guys, like we have the victory. It's not easy, but God is going to make it happen for you. You might sweat, like you might sweat a lot, but you're not going to die. And what's happening is when, when you're in these situations where you're sweating and you're like, God, why? And he delivers you. Oh, my goodness. There are so much like things to learn, to grab onto. It builds your character. It builds your faith. So that when you continue on this walk and the challenges become more and more often, you're like, wait a second. Like, I saw what happened last year. Like, God made a way when there was no way. It's not going to be any different now. Like, bring it on. Bring on the challenge. Because I know that God is for me. I'm not going to focus on the lie. I'm not going to focus on how, how, how my friends see this situation. I'm not going to focus on how my parents see this situation. Because I'm looking at it in the way that God sees the situation. And I can't see it, but he does, and that's who I'm trusting. Amen. And so let's imagine that the Israelites, let's, like, let's say Moses didn't do what he did. Like Let's say he didn't have the faith to to lift up his rod and, and part the Red Sea. And imagine if, if the Israelites said, hey, you know what? Let's just, let's just go back. Like, let's just go back into slavery. Let's try to plead for our lives, and let's just be there. Like, imagine if they did that. Now, they would be there in slavery, and they'd be like, man, God, w- why would you do this to us? Well, guess what? God didn't do that. They did. Like if they would have gone back, that would have been because they did that. They can't blame God for that. And so we have to be responsible for the decisions that we make in these trials. You can't blame God if you choose the wrong choice. The right choice for the Israelites was having faith that God was going to make a way. That's what Moses did and he created a way. The wrong choice would have been to just say, you know what guys, let's pack it up and let's just go back to the Egyptians. And if they would have done that... (laughs) they would have said man this is all God's fault why didn't he do something about it he did he was going to but they didn't have the faith to stick it out they pulled out of the race how how, like that is so many of us right you claim God you claim to be a person of faith but when things get hard when it gets a little bit sweaty and there's some there's some friction you start going back to that old sin right you start going back to the alcohol bottle, right? Or you go back to the porn or you go back to whatever that is, that, that hurtful relationship. Whatever that is, you go back to it because you didn't have the faith to stand there and say, I know that God is going to make a way. And that's where we have to take ownership and say, you know what, that's, that's on us. God has nothing to do with that. God is making a way. Like God wants to bless us. But if we're not choosing him, we're not choosing that relationship, if we're not choosing to trust in him, What can he do about that? You've got to choose it. You see, we have this thing called free will, and you're responsible for it. You have to be a good steward of that. Like, you you have to take care of that. You can't take that lightly. And you can't blame God for all the shortcomings in your life. It's just not the way it works. We make decisions. And based off those decisions, we can either be free in Jesus Christ or we can be slaves to our sin. And so how do, you, how do you, how do you get to know Jesus, right? Like, how, how do you get into relationship, right? Like, how do you, when you're in this trial, when you're in this tough situation, when, when there's not a way out, how do you, how, how do I know who Jesus is, Mikey? Like, you're, you're talking about him, but how do I get to know him? How do I know who he is? How do I, how do I get into this relationship, right? And so if, if you're a believer of Christ and you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, like, congratulations. That is, that is what life is about. You've crossed that line. But, it, like, it doesn't end there, guys. It's not like you give your life to Christ and that's it. Like, I'm just going to learn about him from what my, my preacher says and I'm just going to roll the dice on my life. Like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You're going to be a slave to sin if you do that. So how do you get to know Jesus, Right? There's three practical things that you can take take away from this. We need to pray. We need to worship. We need to get into the word. That's how you get to know the character of Jesus. If you're not spending time with him doing these things, which are biblical, it's in the Bible. Like, these aren't things that God's like, you can do them if you want. Like, this is how we get to know Jesus. And if you're not willing to do the things to get to know Jesus, you're not going to know Jesus. We got to do it. Right When you're praying, you're in his presence. He's revealing his character to you. You're knowing who he is. When you're worshiping, it's that same kind of thing. When you're in the word, you're learning about who he is. What, the answers to our trials are in the word. A lot of the things that we go through where it's like, I, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what the answer to this is. It's in the Bible. But you can't say, man, God, I can't believe you didn't provide an answer for me. When it's in leviticus chapter 12 like it's there for you but if you're gonna if if you're gonna ignore it and you're not gonna entertain it and you're not gonna invest in it (laughs) what can god do what can god do if he's provided the resources and the tools for you to get closer to him to know him to thrive in like god wants you to thrive but he can't force you you got to choose that you got to want to know who he is. So that when you're in these trials, the only voice that you're focusing on is his. And when the lie comes up, you're like, wait a second. I don't need that. Like, I, I know what that is. And that's not the truth. Like, when you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know the truth. And so sometimes you can be in a trial and you're like, yeah, Mikey, but I don't know what the truth is. Like, I don't know what the lie or I don't know what the truth is. Well, I'm telling you how. If you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're investing in it, and you're growing in it, you're going to know the truth. And that's all I'm going to tell you, because you've got to do the work. Like, I can't give you the answers. I don't know your situation, but Jesus Christ does. And he can get you through it. He can give you the instructions. He can show you the truth to that. And so I have, I have a testimony that happened to me literally, like, two days ago. It was like... <laughs> I was like, all right, Mikey, you got you to gotta practice what you're preaching. And on Friday, out of nowhere, I got really bad nausea. And I didn't want to drink nothing. Like, it started in the morning. I woke up fine. But, like, around 11 o'clock in the afternoon, I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I felt like death. I didn't even want to drink water. Like, the thought of food made me want to puke. And I'm just trying to go on with my day, like just trying to ride it out, and it just gets worse. <laughs> I'm on my way on my last like job, and I had to pull over on the side of the turnpike and just puke on the side of the road because I, I just couldn't hold it in. Just puked like three times, and I'm like, what? Like what is going on? So later on, like I I, I do my job, but I'm, I feel bad. Like I, I feel weak. I feel like I'm dying, and I get home, and I, and I tell my wife what's going on, and I just lay down, I just try to get some rest and I puke again. And it's just and I puke more and like my throat is hurting, and it's like, I'm like, what? Like, what the heck is why is this like I need to be focusing on my sermon? Like, I need to preach the word this week, and like I can't, I I, I couldn't even focus at that time. And I'm laying in bed. My wife's like, this is because you're preaching on Sunday. And I looked at her and I said, then bring it on. And it got brung on. <laughs> you're clapping now, but it gets worse. It got brung on. I got worse. I felt like I was dying. I Literally, I told my wife, I said, I'm having difficulty breathing. I don't even know what this, like, what is this that's going on inside of my body? So we go to the hospital, and I'm there. They're taking out blood. I literally, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just weak. I couldn't even walk. My legs were wobbly, and they're taking out blood. They, they have me hooked up to an IV. They're doing all these things, and they're just like, man, we don't know what's wrong with you. Like, they chalked it up to dehydration, but I wasn't dehydrated when I first got the nausea. Like, I, the day before that was a regular day. I drank my water. Like, they just said, yeah, we're just going to chalk it up to dehydration there was nothing that they can find and so i'm there laying in the hospital bed just waiting for them to do more tests and i remember being with my wife and i'm just laying down and i'm not saying anything but i'm i'm just i'm scared i'm just like what like what is this why is this happening am i gonna be able to preach like am i gonna be able to deliver a word this weekend like am i was i even meant to do this like all these lies just start coming into my head and my wife I didn't even ask her to. She just starts playing worship music. And I just start worshiping. And I start crying. And she's like, don't be sad. And I'm like, baby, these, this, I'm not crying because I'm sad. Like, these are tears of joy. Because while I'm worshiping there, I just felt the presence of the Lord. In, in all my weakness, I had no liquids in me. I have been puking all day. But I just felt the Lord was with me there. I just felt like even when I didn't feel it, like God was making a way for me. He was opening up the Red Sea when I couldn't when I couldn't see it. I just knew it. I felt it. And I just start worshiping. And like seconds after the worship song ends, my cousin sends me a text. I he doesn't know that I'm in the hospital. He doesn't know what I've been going through that day. And let me read you guys the text. Like I said, he didn't know that I was in the hospital. And this is literally seconds after I'm done worshiping. He says, primo, I was thinking about you. And I think the spirit wants me to tell you to keep your head up. And remember that the closer we get to God, the harder and more frequent we are attacked. I guess because your head was hurting yesterday and all the things going on, just remember that God's got our back and we can push through anything with him in our hearts. I love you, bro. And I can't wait to see the spirit move through you on Sunday. Man, God was... God was preaching to me. I got got to live exactly what I'm talking about to you this morning. Like I am evidence of that. When you hold on to that faith, when you hold on to just God, I I know it sucks. I'm sick. I feel like I'm dying. My mind, my human mind is saying, yeah, there's no way out here. You're going to be like this for the whole weekend. But I knew that God was making a way. I knew that he was making a way for me. He did. I'm here. And I feel great. And so to finish the story with the Israelites, there is um there is some not so good news with the Israelites. That generation of Israelites didn't make it to the promised land. You see they they were so disobedient. They were so focused on the lie like after the red sea like god had provided water for them when there was no water like god had provided bread for them when like from the sky like he was raining bread and quail for these people to eat and still they get to a point where they send 12 spies to go check on the promised land to go see it they all come back only two of them are like yeah we can do it but the other 10 are like no There's some like some huge giants in there and there's no way that we can win a battle against them to get the promised land. And so all the Israelites just go into a frenzy and they start freaking out and start blaming God again. How can you do this? Why would you set us up for failure? And it got to a point where they they just weren't allowed to get into the promised land. Them choosing to ignore and disregard their faith got them to a point where they were just slaves in their own mind. They didn't want to see the good things that God was doing in their life. And so the next generation of Israelites was led by the one of the guys who said, hey, we could still go over there. Like God said, this is our land. I don't care who's on there. Like we can still take that land because it's God. Like God is going to make it happen for us. They got into Israel. They got into the promised land. And so my, my challenge to you today is don't make the decision that those Israelites made. Don't choose the lie. Don't make the same mistake that they did. Don't rob yourself from the freedom that comes from Jesus Christ by focusing on a lie. You have to choose that. And what if we were a people who stood strong in our faith in the midst of whatever it was that we were going through? You don't think that God can use that? to change our families, to restore our marriages, to help our children, our jobs, our communities. What if we were a church? Like this is our reality, guys. This isn't just a nice message to hear and go home. Like, no, we need to be a people of faith. Like when things get hard, we need to stand there and say, no, I'm, I'm choosing God. I'm choosing Jesus. I know it looks bad. I know there's 10,000 people looking at me saying that I'm an idiot. Because there's no way that God's going to make a way here. But, man, I want to be that one who is standing in the other direction saying, no, I know my God. I know Jesus. So let's be a people like that. Let's choose that. We can choose that. You don't have to do the other thing. And now, if you're hearing all of this and you're like, Mikey, this sounds great. But I don't even know who Jesus is. Like, I've I've been to church a few times, but I don't even know if, if I've given my life to Christ. Like, I've never actually done it. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is, that's step one all of this is nothing to you if you don't do step 1. Step 1 is receiving Jesus into your life and securing your eternity, meaning that when you die, you know that you're going to heaven. That's step 1. And you're going to have an opportunity to do step 1 right now. So some of you are feeling something in your in your chest. It's this wrestle it's this is, is, is this, is this for me? Like, is this my time to do this right now? Is it here? And then there's going to be that thought. No, 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 this isn't for you. It's, it's too embarrassing. It's, it's just too weird. There's too many people. We can do this another time. Well, I challenge you to choose, choose Jesus. Choose Jesus in this moment right now. And so with heads bowed, eyes closed if you want to choose to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and secure your eternity for the rest of your life lift your hand praise God praise God anyone else praise God praise God if you you lifted your hand or maybe you didn't lift your hand, just repeat this prayer inside your heart. You don't have to say it out loud. Or actually, as a matter of fact, everybody repeat this prayer so that nobody's uncomfortable. And the prayer goes like this. God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Lord, I'm done living my life my way. I want to do it your way father forgive me for my sins and change my life Jesus I recognize that you died on the cross for my sin Jesus I declare you as my Lord and Savior I welcome you into my life into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, give a round of applause for all of those who crossed that line. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So if the worship team can come back up and
0: Give Mikey a round of applause if you uh, if you got something out of that today. Praise God, Mikey, for being faithful. Man, what a word! That's his. That's his second time ever preaching. Can, can you believe that? Like you're gonna be able to say, "I remember when." I remember when. When you look ahead five years, ten years, maybe one year from now, who knows? But you're gonna be like, "I remember when." And uh, bro, praise God for that. Man, I, I feel like that there was yeah for sure. Uh, I feel like that there's a, a, a couple of things I need to say. First of all, if you made a decision, fill out this connect card, drop it in the box, letting us know, yes, I'd like to follow Jesus so we can follow up with you. We can connect with you and help you take some next steps in the church uh, and in your walk with Christ. I also feel like that that he gave you that opportunity to receive Christ, but maybe you've done that. Maybe you've received Christ and you were like those Israelites that have left egypt but you're between you're like an israelite sandwich you're between egypt the enemy and the the sea in front of you this body of water and there's no hope and there's no way to go and and you just need the faith and you're saying god can you please open the door because i don't want to go back i don't want to go back to that bondage i don't want to go back to that sin i don't want to go back to that thing that that i have declared as god for far too long whether it is pornography whether it is some other sexual addiction or alcohol abuse or drug abuse or workaholism or gossip or whatever that thing is it could be all kinds of things sin is different for everybody everybody faces and deals with different sin and if today you're like in that position where it's like oh i I tried god i tried jesus but this is too hard so i'm gonna go back This is your opportunity just to say, Lord Jesus, I'm going to stand still as the the Israelites, as the Lord told Moses to tell the Israelites, just stand still and wait and watch. If that's you today and you're saying, Pastor, I need to, Mikey, I need to, I need to declare, God, you are Lord, you are the way maker, you are the potter, potter of the sea. You're the one that can open up what is unopened. You can change it for me. If that's you today, and you're needing an, a, a, a divine direction, a divine path, if that's you today, just raise your hand and let me pray with you today. I see your hand back there. I see your hands. I see your hands. Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray. Let's pray for those people right now. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes to me, Lord Jesus? Here and now, we are. We we want to. We want to do what Mikey does. We want to follow in his example. When the tough. Uh, the days come, when the challenges are upon us, God, we don't want to give up. We don't want to quit. God, we want to worship. We want to pray. We want to seek you in the word, oh God, and we want you to fill us up. So God, I, I want to be that cousin's text right now to everybody here today and say, don't give up. I can't wait to see what God has for you. I'm believing in you. God is for you, and he has a plan. Just stand still and trust him. Don't go back. Don't go back to the old way, the old patterns, the old life. Choose Jesus today. And all of God's people said together, amen, amen. All right, praise be to God. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to. Oh, we're going to close this service. It's already almost 12 o'clock. Uh, Mikey, you preached long, bro, but you preached good. You preached long, but you preached good. Hey, yeah, for, for sure. Give him another round of applause. On my right and on my left are two of our Thanksgiving baskets, minus the turkeys. The turkeys are in the freezers. Uh, Renew Church sponsored 14 Thanksgiving baskets uh, filled with everything that they would need for a Thanksgiving meal, as well as a uh, turkey and a $50 gift card for maybe some fruits and vegetables or anything else that they need. Renew Church sponsored sponsored and, and specifically Jason and Nalini Charlton from our Renew crew kind of t- took the lead on this uh, sponsored this. Over like eleven or $1,200 invested into this to help 14 de- deserving families from Norma Butler our homeschool uh, receive a Thanksgiving meal uh, this this week. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Some of you were a part of that. Some of y'all gave to that and I want to say thank you for it. Every time you give, every time you you you. Uh, you know, make an offering or pay your tithe to Renew Church, uh, a portion of that goes to building the kingdom, to impacting our community, to making a difference. And so we just want to say thank you for doing it in advance and and um, there are three ways to give. I don't know if you have that. I forgot to show it on the screen earlier, but there are three ways to give with the envelope on your way out as the ushers are, are ready to receive um, through online by giving at renew.miami or by texting to give at 786- five six five one one six five um we encourage you to do that man take steps also uh be here this next uh month the entire series i believe is going to be impactful invite friends invite family tell somebody they need to be in church for christmas especially for kids it's going to be some fun stuff going on for that so we're going to pray over the offering and you're going to be dismissed and um and, man, just thank you so much for being here. Let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for a great day. God, we thank you for uh, freedom that comes through faith. And we thank you for the word. Thank you for this man of God that you're raising up, God. And, and, and you you preached it, not only in his, through his mouth, but through his actions. And, God, I know so many people are seeing it. So many people are being impacted, and we praise you for that. Help us to, um, those of us that are in those predicaments in our life, in those difficult situations, to trust Jesus, to walk with you, and to have the faith to, to even when we don't see it, to believe, God, that you're going to make a way. God, bless these, this week. Bless uh, the Christmas tree uh, fundraiser that we're doing. Bless the, the Thanksgiving baskets that we're doing. Um, God, bless the giving of your tithes and our offerings for the building of your kingdom here and around the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said together, amen. Go in his peace. God bless you. You are dismissed.